1: Welcome to Opposite Picks right here on Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM Channel 204 and your local radio affiliate all around the nation on this Tuesday, July 6th morning. Here's Julie sitting in for the next two glorious hours. Taking your phone calls at 844-843-6879. Again, that's toll free, 844-843-6879. You want to follow me on Twitter? Send a tweet. It is at opposite picks. That's O P P O S I T E picks. So uh, P-I-C-K-S. Email me. Go to the website, oppositepicks.com. Hit the contact Scott icon and fire away. Emails, tweets, uh, phone calls right here. On an opposite picks Tuesday, we are back live and in living color. Back to work uh, for some. Trying to stay alive in Montreal. I doubt it in Phoenix. Otani fails to deliver. Devil Dogs and Indians deliver in the ninth. Cubs are an unperfect 10. Sadly, there has to be more of this store than meets the eye. Uh, what are the odds? Three versus over $8.5 And opposite pick returns. We'll get to all those stories, plus your emails and tweets, right here, again, on a Tuesday, July 6th morning. What's up, LLs, loyal listeners? How are you? Back from vacation? How was my vacation spent? Uh, Well, I had a root canal. Some people go to Hawaii. Some people go to Florida. Some people uh, even sit and relax in their backyards and just barbecue uh, you know, for seven straight days. I had a root canal, and I had a root canal right smack in the middle. You couldn't have picked a worse day. As I had to deal with pain for three days, then I had the root canal, then I had to deal with pain and numbness for the next two days. So really, my seven-day vacation was was basically about two days, and, and one of them was yesterday just prepare for today's show. So that, that's that, that's the life in the Wetzel household. But uh, we got some NBA action tonight. Well, I, I tell you, you know, when you go on vacation, I will say, you, you tend to just kind of, eh, you know, not follow things quite as closely as you would as you normally host a show. Uh, so I was just going over some of the names and numbers last night, NBA Finals. And boy, what the NBA is doing this year, it, it is just amazing. You know, no doubt about it. They are absolutely, they prepared for LeBron James. They, they thought LeBron for sure was going to be in the NBA Finals. When you look at the schedule that they put forth for the for the Suns and Bucks, We'll get to that. NHL last night. Uh, believe it or not, we're going to have a game five. As the uh, Montreal Canadiens, in overtime, won't bury the lead here, uh, did beat Tampa a 3-2. So they extend the series. They're now trailing it three games to one. They don't get eliminated. So we have a game five in the NHL. That's a beautiful thing. Uh, Trevor Lawrence signs with the Jacksonville Jaguars. You know, not uh, anything special, but I must say sometimes these things can be a little tricky, uh, but clearly that is not the case in Jacksonville. And, And I dare I say this, but more and more positive signs with the Jacksonville Jaguars. I tell you, Fanduel's not missing a beat on that. You know, that's a great you would think initially over team considering they had the worst record in the NFL last year, but they're over under number, like six and a half seven, is making it very difficult to go, uh Uh, over on them because you're asking for them to have an actually halfway decent year. Uh, Pretty good series in baseball getting underway yesterday. We didn't have everyone in action. That'll be later on tonight. But we had a showdown between the Red Sox, our beloved Red Sox, and uh, Mr. Otani, who came to uh, bat in the bottom of the ninth inning. Red Sox leading by one. Otani up. And uh, I'll let you know how things turned out there. Bunch of streaks to get to. You know, last we left you been following this baseball stuff. I'm telling you, if you're not winning in baseball this year, then you're just not winning. I Really, honestly, as we are just getting underway, our number one of our uh, two-hour extravaganza, Scott Wetzel sitting in, returning from vacation right back here at Sports Grid Radio, Series XM Channel uh, 204. We welcome in our full audience. And if you're not winning this year in baseball, then you just should not bet baseball. It's as simple as that. Or you are making it, a, as I tell you, way, way uh, more complicated than it needs to be. Because we had a bunch of streaks when I last left you, and we got about... Uh Oh, about a dozen more that have either continued or started since then, and we'll update that uh, as well. So, we'll be getting the NHL. We'll, we'll give it its due. We probably should start with the, with the NBA, but we'll, we'll get to that, certainly. Uh, Montreal did win last night, 3-2 over Tampa Bay. Uh, they score four minutes into the overtime. It is amazing how, you know, there's, a, there's this tendency. I'm a little surprised the NHL doesn't do this, but maybe I shouldn't be, but there is a tendency, you know, especially you know here on the East Coast, it's it's ten o'clock last night. With regulation ended, probably about ten thirty, actually, you know, and you, and you say, oh, I'm not gonna wait fifteen minutes intermission and then start overtime. I mean, we could be here for seven hours later, right? So I'm gonna turn the TV set off and go up, you know, go to bed. Um, I'm surprised the NHL doesn't have even a miniature, if you will, ten minute overtime to start immediately. Maybe give like yeah, like a three minute break between regulation and overtime. But you talk about asking the people to turn the TV sets off. Um, you know, I, I tell you, it is amazing how it's just like, you know, I, I got to get up and why well, am not going to wait 15, 20 minutes, like I said, in between overtime and regulation. And, and, and then maybe not, you know, have a goal for the next uh, 20 minutes. Anyway, I'm turning the TV set off. But if you had that little, you know, give the players like a two, three-minute break, but start the first overtime right away. Maybe go 10 minutes. And then, um, you know, go to uh, a regulation, you know, intermission. After that, you'd probably keep the audience because it is amazing how many times a team does score in the first, you know, three, four, five, six, seven minutes of that initial overtime period. That was the case last night. Tampa Bay had a th- uh, a power play for three minutes. They couldn't score. And uh, Montreal, basically, as soon as that power play ended, uh, had a two-on-one break. They score a game over 3-2. And, uh, you know, you had a chance if you wanted to stay up and watch it. If not, then you missed it. So, all right, just getting underway, hour number one of our two-hour games on this Tuesday morning. God bless you. Sports, good radio. serious that's 2
0: is never
1: just luck. If you think winning is only a matter of chance, think again. We bring you sports gaming strategies and information that changes outcomes. Keep it here and get the winning edge. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. You're listening to Opposite Picks with Scott Wetzel on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204. 12 minutes past the hour, hour number one of our two-hour extravaganza. You know, it takes a little while. It's like riding a bike. You know, you never forget how to do it. But, uh, you know, when you've been off the bike for a little while, then you get back on the bike, it's always like, all right, brakes over here, gear over here, shift over here. You know, and you start on a Tuesday versus a Monday, and it's kind of weirder even. uh, So, uh, no problem. Underway, we got opposite picks, as we always do, hour number two. We'll go over some baseball trends. We'll look at the NBA. Uh, NBA has got to be tough series to bet. It really, you know, anyone that tells you that they have an absolute lock on, on what's going to happen in the NBA Finals is just a shyster. They're, they're just lying. Who, I mean, you don't know who, if John is the best player on the court is playing or not. How can anybody with a straight face say, you know what, I love this team or I love that team, not knowing if the best player maybe in the NBA realistically is going to play one game, two games, no games. I mean, it, it really makes it difficult. You know, if, if you're a $100 player, we'll say, you know, you, you probably should. I know this is tough because we all want to gamble, you know, even more so when it's the final, right? You know, typical NFL game, you bet, we'll just say 100 bucks. Super Bowl, you bet uh, $300, right? right? And I'm sure the NBA final, same type of thing. Last game's on the board. So you want to bet more. But honestly, how, how do you know? You know, listen, Milwaukee with, with Giannis, you know, should be no worse than pick them. Without them, fandu has got the line up to six and a half. And I got to tell you, that went up a half a point from last night. As I'm doing the notes and everything, looking over things, literally around 10 o'clock or so last night, they were a six-point dog. And you wake up this morning, you know, six hours later, and they're a a six-and-a-half-point dog. I mean, who's betting at 3 o'clock in the morning outside of Gabe? I mean, my goodness. I mean, how, how did that line jump a half a point when all things were encouraging as far as Giannis may be playing in a game one? You know what that tells me? I, I know it's dangerous reading in the lines, but that, that tells me he's not playing. And that's what that tells me, that they can, you know, sugarcoat this all they want and put out good feelers. You know, because, you know, you always got to be, you know, think logically about this. If you're the Milwaukee Bucks, right, and you know in the back of your mind Giannis is looking good and he he might play. Are you going to tell the world that? You can tell the Phoenix Suns, more importantly, that, yeah, you know what? It looks like he's going to play, so they're going to have to prepare for him. Or are they going to stay silent or downplay it and say eh, it doesn't look good, you know? And then have them go out there and play, kind of like the Hawks did with Trey Young in Game Six against the Bucks, right? <laughs> um, five minutes before the game, no way Trey Young was playing. All of a sudden, he's out there running around like he, you know, hadn't missed a beat. So, but if you put out the word that he's looking good. You know, that means to me he's probably not playing. And then when you add it all up, that explains why the line went from six to six and a half. So I I don't trust anybody when it comes to sports and deceptiveness and, uh, you know, especially for a final. So point is, the series is tough without knowing for sure. Is he going to miss one game? Is he going to miss two games? Is he going to miss the whole series? And I tell you, you look at the NBA, what they did, it it really is a farce. Uh, I mean, it's hard to root for the NBA. In general, like hockey fans are, if you don't have a dog in the fight, if you're not a devil dog fan, Tampa Bay fan, you're probably rooting for the Canadians to win because you just want the series to be extended. You enjoy hockey. You want the sport to promote itself. So you're probably happy with last night's results. But you root for your league. NFL fans, I don't think they necessarily need that, but I think you root for a good season, a good Super Bowl. Uh, Baseball, same thing, right? NBA is the only one where it's like, unless you're a Suns or Bucks fan, did you see the schedule that they put out? I mean, it really is amazing. So you got game one tonight, two days later, not the next day. God forbid they should play back-to-back games. Oh, my God, it's the end of the world if they do that. I mean, we're only talking about 25- to 35-year-old men who should be in the best shapes of their lives. You know, that's impossible. You can't do that, but okay. Uh, You got a game Tuesday night, and you got a game Thursday night. Then they got a game three days later. Well, you know, Scott, they got to fly from Phoenix to Milwaukee. I mean, I I know you and I could do that in, in four hours at Southwest Airlines, three hours. But, uh, you know, it's the NBA and, and they're superliners. You know, they, they got to give an extra day off. So, okay, you got a game Sunday night. People want to play Sunday night. Then the next game you think would be either Monday or Tuesday, right? No. Three days later. You got to wait three days to Wednesday to get to game four, despite both games being in Milwaukee. And then you gotta wait three days later to get to game five on a Saturday to play game five. And then you gotta wait three days later to play game six the following Tuesday. And then the one day in which you think that, okay, the extra day off a game seven, critical game seven, you know, let's give both teams really an extra day to recuperate themselves. And really have everyone healthy and then or take all game seven. That's the time you probably should have three days off. That's when you only have two. I mean, it doesn't make sense. Three days off in between four games. Ugh. The NBA just drags this stuff out. And they're going to wonder why their ratings are going to suck. And they probably will suck. Especially if uh, Giannis doesn't play. I mean, they they are literally taking over two weeks to play seven games. Man, it's just crazy. And and, then poor Paul George, who's the president of the Players Association yesterday, has to fight off reports, uh, you know, reporters' questions. Good questions, but, you know, not really, I suppose. Well, actually, when you think about it. But just talking about how long the season is, we're in July now. Normally, the NBA ends the third week of June, uh, but because of last year and everything, the delayed start and blah, 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 short season, you know, we've extended this thing. Uh, to make it easier on the players, but th- th- this is moronic. I mean, three days off in between four games. Who could stay attentive to that? Nobody. I mean, I-, I can't. I mean, and I do it for a living, and I love basketball. I love the NBA. Well, if you guys like the NBA, but my goodness, I mean, three days, it's just, wow. I-, I-, I miss the old days of just, you know what, just playing every day. Every day, game off in between the two cities when you travel back and forth. You know they used to, you know, have the the two, three, two, 2 format, and I didn't like that. I really didn't. I I let's much like it better two, two, one, one, one. Uh, But the one thing about that two three two format is that you didn't necessarily um I'll uh ne- not necessarily have these extra extra days off. But this is this is a LeBron thing. There's no two ways about it. This is in preparation for ninety nine year old LeBron James. We got to give him the extra days off and everything else. Uh, but, obviously, it wasn't him. He got bounced in the first round. So, yeah, it's going to take a year and a half to get these NBA finals underway. And, again, who knows if Giannis is going to play or not. We'll we'll break down some of the FanDuel numbers here in a sec. But uh, Montreal does win last night. Oh, boy, they, they broke out the big boys. Oh, they did. Yvonne Cornwallier, one of my all-time favorite names in the NHL, in, in any sport for that matter. You know, if if you look at it, you you're you never pronounce it Cornway, but as a kid growing up, I you know, I never, this is kind of goofy, but, as a kid growing up in auto racing, there was Mario Andretti, right? I always thought that was two people. Why would there be two people in a race car, Scott? I don't know. I'm five, six years old. What, what do I know? I, I, I always thought Ma- it was Mario Andretti. I, I just thought that was two people. I thought somewhere along the line, one of the pit stops, they switched drivers and they flipped back and forth. I really did. For, for the longest time, I always thought it was two, right? So that, that was always one of my favorite names, Mario Andretti. And Yvonne uh, Cornoyer Yeah, so they brought out Cornoyer last night. The Guy LaFleur was at the game last night. And oddly enough, Patrick Wah was out the game last night as well. Now, I know he's obviously one of the all-time, all-time greats. But last I checked, he didn't exactly leave uh, Montreal in, in uh, good favor. You know, uh, after giving up the member the game, he gave up like 10 goals in, in like one period. And they didn't take him out. That was a one period, but it was like two periods, and they refused to take him out for some reason, never played another game. I forget who they were playing, but I do remember that. And uh, they traded him Colorado, and then, then the rest is history. He wins the Stanley Cup Championship with the, uh, with the Avalanche, uh, with Ray Borky Company, but that was always, you know, I, I didn't think he was on good standing. I'm not sure what he's doing to himself now. I thought it was in management with one team, but he got to be, uh, you know, with, with the Canadians last night as one of the faces of the brand. Hi right, twenty one, almost twenty-two past the hour, Scott Wetzel on a Tuesday morning sports week radio series six seven two oh four. Good morning, uh, July 6th, 25 past the hour. Here's Tui Scott Wetzel sitting in, as we always do, taking you right up until 7 a.m. Eastern time. Checking out the NHL with the Canadiens staying alive last night, uh, beating Tampa Bay 3-2, four minutes in overtime. Josh Anderson getting his second goal of the game, scored the first goal for Montreal in the first period. First lead for the Canadiens. You know, if they, if they do lose this series in five, and obviously it's not going to be four, um, but it would be a classic sweep in, in that they were really dominated. They really were. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, you know, it, it's, I've seen sweeps before where they actually were close. And these, get, you know, some of these were close, but it. You know, it, it, outside of really the one game in which Tampa Bay won, when they were being outshot two uh, two to one, and they still found their way to win, uh, game was at two of the series. It, it's really been a, a Tampa Bay dominated series, and and no more so reflected in the fact that Montreal got its first lead in four games last night. Actually had two leads, one nothing they blew it, um, two one they blew that after the uh, Lightning score with about six minutes left in regulation. And then Anderson scores four minutes into overtime. Now, listen, you know, you know this series is not over. Anyone thinking it's over, it's not. It just has to Toronto Bay police. You know they were down, they were up three games to one. Um, you know this would be a different scenario and it'd be four straight. But it's it's uh, you know when you, for the first time all series things went Montreal's way, in that they weren't exactly outplaying Tampa Bay. But Tampa Bay, you know, hit more posts than my wife has cooked meals in the last five years. I mean, you know, one little break here or there, and the Lightning can win that thing five to two. But they were just, you know, and that happens in a four-game series. You don't have the break, especially in the NHL, you know, more so than any other sport. You know, the, the puck bounces, and you, you fan on the shot. Puck stays on the ice, you score the winning goal. You know, the puck goes a quarter literally of an inch off the, the uh, crossbar or upright and it ricochets in. If it hits it dead on, it's not a goal. I mean, it's it's literally stuff like that. It's amazing. You can work as hard as you possibly could, but you you need the, the fickle fate of the uh, hockey gods to help you win some of these games. And uh, they didn't have it last night. Simple as that. So otherwise they would have won that game. You could still grab the Canadians if you, if you think you know you saw a little something last night that's going to carry over. Thirteen to one. I've never seen this uh, before. I don't know if uh, FanDuel has just screwed up or or what. Uh, I'm trying to remember. I'll tell you what it is in a sec. I'm trying to remember. If I've seen you know. I don't. I, I may have seen it before. But I must tell you, it is kind of we. I, I think FanDuel just messed up. And we'll see if FanDuel's actually listening to us. Because I we have brought up many our pullover side of the road plays. Oh, yeah. Those lines don't last long. So they're listening to us, which is a beautiful thing. The whole world is. Shame on you if you're not. But right now, they list Tampa Bay at 11-1 to win the Stanley Cup. So what's the problem? Well, 99 times out of 100... The favorite is more than the underdog. What do you mean? Well, right now, I don't know what they would do. I'm guessing they would come back and say, are bad. But Tampa Bay is minus 11 to 1 fan duel to win the Stanley Cup. But the Canadians are 13 to 1 to win the Stanley Cup. So. Well, the underdog is more than the favorite. So, well, that means theoretically you could take $100 and bet Montreal to win. You're going to win $1,300, right? Yeah. But then you could also take a $100 play and lay $1,100 on Tampa Bay to win it all. So, in essence, they're giving you a free Montreal bet. I don't know if you put that in right now, would they only say, well, we're not gonna count your Canadians bet because that's the wrong line, but you're gonna be stuck with eleven to one Tampa Bay line. But you can't lose right now. So uh I'm guessing the Canadians should be if Tampa Bay is eleven to one, then Montreal should be like eight and a half to one. Or if the Canadians are 13 to one, if that's the right line, then Tampa Bay should be minus 15 to one. Because this way, if you bet a hundred dollars to win on Tampa Bay, you're risking 1500. You're only winning back 1300 on Montreal. You'd lose money. But right now, maybe they have it reversed. Maybe it should be Tampa Bay minus 1300 and Montreal minus 1100. Although I must say when vig's uh, when the lines are that high, the vig's are generally a bigger spread than that. But right now, Technically, now you have, uh, you know, you hear this expression, you cannot lose. You know, I got a lock of all locks, risk risk the house, risk the mortgage, risk, you know, the whole kit and caboodle on you can't lose. Well, that is legitimately the case right now. You may not win because if Tampa Bay were to win, then, you know, you'd break even. But if you want to give me a free bet on Montreal, I've seen crazier things happen. Why not? So, right now, you could win thirteen hundred on Montreal while risking only eleven hundred on Tampa Bay. Let's see how much they're listening because if they are, then that'll be down by uh, by seven o'clock Eastern time for sure. So I'd like to tell you which one is legit. Um, I'm guessing, I'm guessing the Montreal plus thirteen to one is the probably the one that's still legit. I didn't see last night what it was. Uh, I should have looked before the game, Rats. Uh, I'm off my game here a little bit, and I'm guessing Tampa Bay should probably be like minus, I would say even more than 50. I'd say that's probably like 17 to 1. I bet there's like a 400-point big. But again, if you want to take advantage of the faulty line, there is always disclaimers, or there are proper English, there are always disclaimers that, they have an out saying it, it was a bad line. We posted the wrong line. Like if, if a line is supposed to be 11 and accidentally they only put a one up there, they could wipe that bet off the board legally and say, no, 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 we had the wrong line up there. You know, it's not just that we gave you a good uh, bet, you know, instead of it being 11, we, you know, we had it at nine or eight. No, 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 no. If it's absolutely positively wrong, then they could pull it off the board and, and wave off all the bets. So I'm guessing they would do that, but I don't know if they would do both. You know, if you if you went back to them and said, "Listen, I only put the bet in because it was a free bet," so you got to wipe the other one off the board as well. I don't know if they would say yes or no to that. So uh, you're probably best just staying away. But I'm curious to see what they they actually do with with those. But you could still get you know theoretically Montreal at at least uh, ten to one for game. You know the, the dopey mayor from Tampa Bay. You better be careful what you ask for, brother. He's telling the world before last night's game he hopes his Lightning lose. This way they can win the Stanley Cup championship down in Tampa because they won last year up in Canada, and none of the fans were there to celebrate, and he wants to make sure that they lose at home. You know know you're getting spoiled. In offense, I get it. Tampa Bay, Lightning, I, I get it. Buccaneers, I get it. Rays, Devil Dogs, going to the World Series, I get that, but... Uh, when you start asking for where you're going to win, <clears throat> not if you're going to win, but where you're going to win, yeah, you're getting a little spoiled there, uh, Tampa Bay. So even though I'm sitting on a nice fat the lightning ticket, uh, it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world to see them uh, put a little scare in them. Be careful what you ask for. Um, you could still get the lightning minus one and a half games at minus 650. That means they would have to win <clears> – <throat> Well, they'd have to win the next game or the following game. You got you got two bullets there. I don't like laying 650, I got to tell you. But, you know, uh, two chances to win one. Are they going to lose three in a row? Yeah, I wouldn't do that. I I, I probably, I, you know, I had them laying the one and a half at the beginning, but I wouldn't do that necessarily now. I, I just, it's got to be a bigger lock. Yeah, it, It's hockey. These teams, you know, there's a great system. I told you that before where a team is down three games to none. They have game four on their home uh, court ice field. You bet against them. Not in the NHL, though. These players just never, ever, ever, ever give up. Their, their mentality is not like an NBA player they give up, not like a baseball player they give up. Hockey players, just they just don't give up. So I, it wouldn't it'll be the craziest thing in the world I think Montreal can win them a couple of games. And really all it takes is one, because now all of a sudden they win game five, all of a sudden, you're sitting on a ticket that you're laying six fifty, and who wants to sweat that out, right? So I, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't necessarily play that. Montreal plus one and a half, plus four forty, not worth it. You might as well just play the Canadians in Game Five and Game Six, and and get better odds that way. To tell you the truth, um, and that's all that they, that they really have. Tampa Bay is minus two fifteen to win on uh, Thursday at home, minus one and a half, uh, plus one thirty two. So. I like, the, I like the the minus one and a half. I, I, I thought that line would be a little bit higher, but minus 215 is, is still a lot of wood to lay in an NHL game. All right, baseball stuff. Uh, by the way, I, I got to give credit real quickly here too, to Pepsi Zero Sugar. Uh, not that they're a sponsor of ours. I don't like Pepsi per se. I, I definitely don't like Zero Sugar. That's for sure. But I I might buy a case of their soda just because I like the commercial. It, it's an NHL commercial, and you got to be an NHL fan to like it. But um, they had a commercial last, it was The first time I saw it, I, I made a note of it, where the announcer as they're the poured a couple of things of, of uh, soda in a glass and stuff. It was nothing fancy, but <clears throat> the announcer did say, for those you know, it's kind of like uh, you know the Budweiser old Budweiser commercials. Uh, you know, for those that like this that blah blah. So his little thing last night, for those who get frustrated with their hockey fans who have more passes than shots on goal during a power play, here's Pepsi Zero Sugar. And I'm like, you know what? I can't tell you how many, that's a great, I don't know who designed that commercial, but I guarantee you he was a hockey fan because I, I can't tell you how many times I watch a game and I get so frustrated, I'm just like, shoot the damn clock, will you please? Stop going for the absolutely perfect feed and perfect wide open net. Just shoot the damn puck and see what happens. So good job by Pepsi there making that commercial. I I did enjoy that because that would hit home for sure. All right, we'll take a look at baseball, some baseball streaks coming up. Opposite Pick Sports Good Radio. Edge. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. You're listening to Opposite Picks with Scott Wetzel on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 204. Yes, you are. Opposite Picks on this uh, Tuesday morning, back live in a living color, 40 minutes past the hour, back from a uh, little vacay, taking you right up until 7 a.m. Eastern Time. Uh, let's check out a little baseball. We mentioned the NHL. Montreal winning 3-2 over Tampa Bay in overtime last night. Josh Anderson, the overtime goal, four minutes in. As the Canadiens stay alive, cutting Tampa Bay series lead to uh, three games to one. We got NBA Finals starting later on tonight. FanDuel has Milwaukee as a six-and-a-half-point underdog uh, no word uh, one way or the other if uh, the Greek freak is really not Greek will play. Officially listed as doubtful, but encouraging words from Milwaukee. I'm not buying it for a second because that line six hours ago was six. And uh, unless they get some real degenerate gamblers in uh, in Vegas, I don't know how a line jumps a half a point uh, at 2 o'clock in the morning unless somebody knows something. So I'm, I'm guessing despite all the uh, – Uh, encouraging words we're hearing from Bucks camp that uh, the Greek freak is not playing tomorrow or tonight, but uh, we we will see, which again, as I mentioned earlier, makes it a very difficult series to bet. You know, they should let you know one way or the other, but what what are you going to do? Baseball, you know, last we left you, we had a pretty good system in play. We were basically playing teams that I liked underdogs the entire series. And then we were playing some streaks as well. So when you added it all up, Last week when we left you on Friday, we were 91 up, 83 down. But more importantly, for a $100 player, you were up 2295 bucks. We did a pretty a pretty good job picking baseball. And baseball is the toughest in my league by far to pick winners. This year, been a little different. We've had a lot of streaks, a lot of streaks. So uh, about t- two weeks ago, we started following some of these streaks. So last night, we had 10 teams with streaks in play. How'd they do, Scott? Well, Cubs had lost nine in a row heading into last night. You know they haven't won since they no-hit the Dodgers a couple of weeks ago? How weird is that? Talk about a black cloud. I'd like to know the record. There have been so many teams, so probably it's just a 50-50 proposition, but I'd like to know the record of the teams that threw no-hitters this year, how they did, like, the next five games. Is there so much euphoria that uh, there's a little bit of a letdown? You know, if they play the opening game of a three or four game series, the other team get revenge uh, later on in the series. But for the Cubs, this has been the worst thing possible. I, I, I kind of doubt that really has any role in them. But uh, long story short, they lose 13 to three last night. And, oh, by the way, they used the infielder again, Eric Sogard. He pitched the top of the ninth inning. couple of things the game was only 10 to three. Now, are the Cubs going to score seven runs in the bottom of the ninth inning, trailing 10-3? Probably not. But, you know, seven runs is right on that periphery of just, eh, you know, we, are we in it, we're not in it. To wave the white flag when you've lost nothing in a row at that point, I don't know, that that's not a good look in my eyes. I, I, I've said this before, and I really do believe there's going to be consideration with this in the off season. I know it's not going to sit well with Vegas and FanDuel, but just like there's an ability to have a challenge, I think that there should be an ability for a manager to just say, we quit. We quit. I mean, that's what the Cubs are doing. I mean, they're quitting. They've given up all hope. If you pitch an infielder as this Eric Sogard is, and oh, by the way, he's now pitched three times in this 10-game losing streak. You know, I don't know if he is an infielder or if he's really a bait, you know, he's really a pitcher. I mean, he's pitched 3 times. That's more than some of the relievers for goodness sakes. That's how bad they're losing some of these games. But what what's the point? You know, if you don't think you're going to win uh, to the point where you're going to throw an infielder or a, you know, spare outfielder out there as as your pitcher, just just have the ability to say I quit, we quit. That's it. You know, because these other teams aren't giving up. You know Philadelphia to their credit, I, I got no problem with that. You know, listen, you want to give me a free home run? I'll take that any day of the week. They hit two home runs. They scored three runs at the top of the ninth, and they they won thirteen to three instead of ten to three. You know, if the opposition would just lay down and die when the infielder came in, and then when the Cubs got up, they you know lay down and die. If there was this unwritten agreement, all right, I'll quit if you quit. Then okay, but that's not happening. You know, these, you know, these uh, goofy pitchers are making a mockery of the game and the opposing teams are like, okay, we'll continue to pound the baseball. So just, you know what? I hate it. It's against everything you teach a kid growing up as uh, the world-class, you know, fifth, sixth grade girls basketball coach that I am, that you never quit. You never give up hope. But what's the point? You know, like I said, if you're at the position of throwing a pitcher out there as as an infielder rather as a pitcher, you might as well just have the ability to say, that's it, we quit. You know, what would the, the boys in Vegas do? You know, I, I just treat it like it's a rain game. You know, a, a seven-inning, eight-inning rain game. Give the team, after the seventh inning, you got to play at least seven innings no matter what. Have the team that's losing big, have them have the ability to say, that's it, we're done. You know, and it's like, well, what about the fan that's at the game? Well... How many fans in a 13-3 game are hanging around anyway at 10 o'clock at night? Uh, you know, not not that many. They're all going home. How many people sitting at home are watching a 10-3 game at 10.30 at night? Nah, uh, not, not bad. They, they've turned the TV set off. So it's really not affecting that many. And that's why you got to give them at least seven innings. But I, I do think... That there's gonna be serious consideration given to the ability to just wave the white flag. You know, they got enough goofy rules. But anyway, they, they did pitch Eric Sogard last night, Cubs lose. So they now lost ten in a row. Dodgers had one tenant or 9 in a row. They lost to the Marlins five to four. I gotta tell you. Uh I, I won't say I'm not into because I am actually into reading lines. The Dodgers last night riding a or a nine game win streak taken on a, a God-awful Miami team at the last place Walker Bueller on the hill their best pitcher and they're only a minus 130 favorite last night lo and behold Miami and Trevor Rodgers wins three to two or five to four. Go figure. They a run right in the bottom of the eighth after the Dodgers scored two in the top of the eighth to tie it. The Dodgers, having won nine in a row, were only a minus-130, albeit road favorite, and lo and behold, they lost the game. Hmm. So that streak's over. Milwaukee was 11-1 their last 12. They lose to the Mets 4-2. to uh, That's a surprising score to me. That is. Uh, Boston was 9-1 its last 10. They did win over the Angels 5-4. Otani grounds out with the two runners on with two out in the ninth inning to end the game. Uh, St. Louis was 15-5-2 under their last 22 games. Uh, Double-check. They won 5-3. I'm guessing that game went under, but let me just make sure. Where's the Cardinals game? That was an early game. Actually, the game went over. Seven-and-a-half was the was the line for uh, Kim and, and Gosman Goss- So that was an over. So that was a loser. All right, so let's uh, change the scoreboard here because I had that down as a winner. All right, so that one went over. Sam Fran was at a 13-and-5 run. They lost the 5-3 to the Cardinals, so that would be a loser. Uh, Tigers 18-and-7 over, including seven in a row, heading into last night's game. They beat Texas 7 to 3. And let me just double check on that one as well. Uh, again, uh, I had that down as a winner. And uh, yes, over-under was nine. So that was a winner if you played the streak. Uh, Indians had lost six in a row heading into last night's game. They blow an eight seven ninth inning lead. Tampa Bay scores two in the bottom of the night. They win at nine to eight. Atlanta, 11-4-1 under their last 16 games. They lose to Pittsburgh 11-1. That game goes over. Kansas City, 6-22 their last 28 games. Boy, what happened to the Royals? This Royals team was in first place in the AL Central. They were playing good baseball for about a month or so. They really are the quintessential team. When I tell you guys all the whole time, you need baseball to breathe. Yeah, You, you, you got to let it breathe for a month. Just to let the bad teams be bad and the good teams be good, and and there's no better example than the Kansas City Royals. Kansas City at one point was 16 and nine. May first, they beat the Twinkies 11 to three. They're 16 and nine. If you went into this season on the notion that you know Kansas City was going to be a bad baseball team, you know they've been bad for the last uh, you know four or five years since they went to the World Series. You know, you're like saying you say you lost your bankroll for the entire you know baseball season. And that's why you gotta let the bad teams be bad. Because from that point on, 16 and 9, right? Let me write this down. 16 up in first place, oh, by the way. You know, in the AL Central. From that point on, they've won a couple of games, but they're uh let's see, thirty-five and forty-nine. So they are nineteen and forty, yikes! Nineteen and forty since then, and uh, five and uh, what do we say? Six and twenty-two. Uh, more recently, they lose to Cincinnati. Uh, we got a streak on the Yanks, the Toronto, Tampa Bay, Arizona, Baltimore, but those teams not in action. So if you just follow the streaks, you went five and five. You bet against the Cubs, you won. You bet on the Dodgers, you lost. You bet on the Brewers, you lost. You bet with Boston, you won. You bet the under Cardinals, you lost. You bet the the Giants, you lost. You bet over Detroit, you won. You bet against the Indians, you won. You bet the uh, under Atlanta, you lost. So that's five and four. Did I do that right? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I missed one. Do it again. You bet the Cubs. Uh, you you won because they lost. You bet the Dodgers. They lost. You lose. You bet the Brewers. They lost. You lose. You bet the Red Sox. They won. You win. You bet the under Cardinals. That went over. You lost. You bet San Fran. You lost. You bet the over Tigers, you won. You bet against the Indians, you won because they lost. And you bet under Atlanta, that went over, you lost. And you bet Kansas City, against Kansas City, you won. So five and five. Whatever they said and done, you went five and five. But you know what? You had a night of entertainment. You know, you started from... Seven o'clock Eastern time, and uh that Red Sox game, I'm guessing, ended uh in fact I know it ended after midnight. So you had um you had five hours of fun, aggravation, thrilling, winning, losing, pulling hair out, excitement, disappointment, and it cost you uh, you know, maybe a couple of bucks with the Vig because you probably laid well the Dodgers were a small favorite. So it, it you literally probably, you know, about 20, 30 bucks, depending on what size player you are. That's, you know, that's not bad. You didn't win, you know, which is your our overall goal. But ultimately, you know, the aim, the goal is obviously to win money. The aim is to have a night of entertainment. And if it could cost you less than going to a movie for some popcorn and peanuts, then, uh, you know, in a strange sort of way, you end up winning that way. So five and five uh, last night with, with the baseball stuff. We'll take a look at those again for today's play. We'll, we'll go. Uh, we got the five series that we're going to play uh, as well. We always pick out the four or five series that we're going to play the same team the entire series. Uh, we got that coming up next as well. We got our opposite pick next hour. We got uh, our pyramid plays as well. Then we give you the best bet in each particular sport. Uh, we will do that uh, as well. All on an opposite mix, we are back for a Tuesday, July 6th, radio, right SportsGrid Radio Series 670.
0: SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
1: All right, welcome back, Sports Good Radio. Yours truly, Scott Wetzel, sitting again, taking you right up until seven a.m. Eastern time, as we do on this Tuesday, July sixth, back in live and live in living color. Next hour, uh, we'll recap the uh, NHL. Montreal winning last night, staying alive, winning in overtime, four minutes, roughly four minutes into overtime, winning three-two. Got Game One, NBA Finals later on tonight. Try and figure out some prop plays there, in one way or the other, whether Giannis plays or not. We got our pyramid plays. Kind of limited now as we got no NHL and we got no WNBA, unfortunately, as they clear the slate. Uh, I did something last night I'll never, ever, 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 ever do again and told my guys uh, to play it under in a WNBA game. I tell you, what, what you know, in 99-96, I think the final was. Good call, Scott. You know? And we're actually doing very well with our WNBA picks, 12-7-1. And I told my guy, and I have admitted, I said, you know, we've been living on the overs because every WNBA game goes over. It really is amazing. And not everyone, obviously, but a, a majority of them do. And I just played a little hunch and, eh. See, whenever you start thinking, you get in trouble. You really just just play the overs, and this thing flew over. So, But the WNBA, no games tonight, no surprise about that. I doubt they'll have any games uh, when uh, an NBA championship game is going to go on. Not that the WNBA, let's face it, no offense, but uh, I don't think people are going to not watch the NBA Finals because there's a uh, a Connecticut Sun versus uh, Seattle Storm game on. It's not happening, but... We do have our uh, pyramid plays. We got uh, NBA and we got some baseball stuff uh, and end up playing only one that we do. We'll look for a couple of props. We got our six club open parlays uh, that we got to get back to. Uh, we uh, last left you with a $6,063. bucks. cha ching cha-ching, if you're a $100 player. So we'll start a couple of them uh, today. We got our pyramid plays. And then, of course, as always, our number two. We have our world-famous, ever-popular, popular. Uh, it's going to be a busy second hour and a couple of other goofy stories, and then we'll get into the tragedy in the NHL, which, sad to say, there's got to be more to that story than meets the eye. I'm sorry. Well, that's coming up. Scott Petzl, opposite picks on this Tuesday morning Sports Grid random Series success You're listening to the Sports Grid Radio Network. Doing our